0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit MPBOnline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Kevin Farrell with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today we're talking about the meal before your meal, the salad. What's your favorite type of salad, garden or Caesar, potato or pasta? What type of salad dressing do you prefer? You can call us this morning with your questions, comments, and experiences. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is one 672 7464 or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. It's a show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. So today we're talking about the meal before the meal, your salad. What's your favorite type of salad, a garden or Caesar, potato or pasta? And what type of salad dressing do you prefer? You can share your comments, experiences, and questions with us this morning. Give us a call at one eight seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 7464 You can send us an email. It's food at mpbonline.org. So, good morning, Deborah. Hope that you had a good weekend.
2: Good morning, Kevin. I had a fantastic weekend. I had a bake sale this weekend.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh,
2: my gosh. I've never had so much fun. I've (laughs) never worked so hard in 24 (laughs) hours. It was really funny. I, I put a little announcement out there, and I really didn't think much about it when I did it. I was, you know, one of those moments when you have an aha idea. And so I went with it. I put a little announcement on Facebook that we were having a bake sale with no intentions of that many people really inboxing me. It was crazy. And um, so each cake was made to order. And we did some really wonderful cakes, Kevin. We did a peach cobbler pound cake. Mm. We did a uh, traditional uh, buttermilk pound cake. I did a uh, butter glazed pound cake. We did chocolate, chocolate, chocolate chip cookies, Red velvet cookies and everything sold in an hour and twenty minutes. Wow! So I was really happy about that. That was really fantastic. Matter of fact, uh, we uh, felt uh, the need to finish it up on Sunday, so because there were people still calling, and I'm st- when I leave here today, I still have people who want to uh, have baked goods, and so I'm very honored. Uh, it really meant a lot to me that people would think enough of me to do that. So.
1: Your reputation is growing.
2: Yay. Thanks to you, sweetheart.
1: <laughs> so, uh we're going to be talking salads today and you you brought in a really a pretty salad with a lot of a lot of uh, different tastes and uh and uh, uh textures going on. So, uh, tell us about it.
2: Well, salad, you, you know, this salad Kevin really is like me and you. It's really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, there's
1: a lot of fat in it, too, if it's like me.
2: <laughs> well, no, believe it or not, there's there's not a lot of fat in this salad at all. It's a lot of protein, a lot of healthy stuff, but it's really, really pretty. We used um, some spring lettuce, a, a mix of lettuces and cabbages. It's really beautiful. And we've got strawberries because, um, you know, strawberries are always really yummy, and then we've got... It's still blueberry season, so we're using our blueberries as well. We've got some candied pecans in here. Um, we pinched some chicken, so we've got some pinny chicken, and we've got some country pleasing sausage. Who would have ever thunk it, right? Not- <laughs> <laughs> and so that's quite amazing. And um, I toasted up a little bread, Kevin. This is—it's just a fun way to, you know, to do a light and easy. Whether you're going to use it for a, for me a main dish or a side dish,
1: uh, and it, uh, one of my favorite uh, dressings it's a little raspberry vinaigrette dressing to go oh, with
2: it. super, super yummy! Absolutely.
1: We've got a caller on the line, so we say good morning to our friend Frank in Jackson.
2: Good morning, Frank. How are you? Hello.
1: Hang, hang on. Oh. Ah, my bad. Sorry, Frank. I didn't hit the button. I'm—I okay. pulled a Felder on you. I'm sorry.
3: Okay. The complete email is in the mail.
1: <laughs>
3: that was too
1: funny.
3: <laughs> you're, finally, you're finally speaking my language, raw food.
4: <laughs>
3: Here's a quick tip: uh, kale is great in salads, but it helps if you tenderize it, and you tenderize it by putting a very small pinch of salt and just pour some oil on your hands and uh, start massaging the kale.
4: Mm-hmm. And what
3: happens is the kale will reduce in quantity. So if you've got a bowl full of kale, by the time you finish tenderizing it, it'll be about a tenth of the size. And the kale gets this really deep green color. Mm-hmm. And is very quite palatable to the talent, uh, to the to the palate, once you put in your uh, your salad dressing and your walnuts, et cetera, et cetera. So tenderize your kale; you would be truly amazed. But don't put too much salt. It's a little pinch. It doesn't take much, and what it does is releases water from the breaks down the the uh, the cell walls of the kale.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. All right,
2: Frank. Thank you so much. And he's absolutely right. I love kale. It's a it's a wonderful. Um, Bite in the salad. It's also a very beautiful green leafy leaf. And if you're looking for the visual effect, it's mm-hmm. really pretty to look at. But it does have a really wonderful taste to it, uh, Kevin, and so many wonderful health benefits as well.
1: So we're talking salads today. If you have a question or a comment, maybe a favorite salad that you fix uh, when you have uh, friends and family over, or a favorite salad that you like to eat, uh, give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. And I think, I don't know if we, the history of salad, maybe that's not quite the right term, but you know, I think traditionally a lot of people thought of a salad as something that you have as an appetizer, you know, before the main course, but really uh, salads have gotten more advanced to where like the one that you brought in this morning uh, certainly could be a complete meal on its own.
2: Oh, absolutely. Kevin, you know, if, if I serve this salad, uh, it's perfect for a brunch. There's no need to serve anything else with this because you've got, again, boiled eggs and not just any boiled eggs because, of course, I'm fancy, right? So after I boiled my eggs, I cool them off and I slit them in half and I just seared them in a little olive oil in the pan so you get a nice crispy adder on the eggs. Again, you got chicken in here. You've got the country-pleasing sausage. You've got these wonderful, wonderful bites of blueberries and strawberries and pecans. You don't need anything else. And then... Instead of actually putting cheese in the salad, because there are some people who prefer it and some people don't, like our wonderful friend Karen, who doesn't want any cheese. So I'd set it as a side so people could use it as a garnish. Uh, and this salad actually, with the pecans, the blueberries, and the strawberries, I actually tossed them all together, added just a tiny bit of powdered sugar and lemon juice, and let it set. So it actually created its own dressing so to speak so if you just simply toss your leaves up in this you don't have to add anything else to it it's so yummy it's refreshing it's cool it's hot in mississippi <laughs> nobody wants to be in the kitchen today
1: <laughs> so um i guess uh you know again traditional iceberg lettuce but again we've we've gotten much more uh, varied in in what we put in salad i know uh, i i like romaine lettuce what are some of the other uh, lettuces and, and greens that you think go good in a salad
2: Well, salads are not just always greens and lettuces either, Kevin, but spinach is one of my other favorite. Oh, my gosh. A spinach salad is just absolutely amazing. And there are so many. You can use cabbages for your salad, whether you're doing a slaw or actually just using the cabbage itself in the salad to be the, the main leaf that you use. So many different varieties. Pastas make great salads. My mother makes the best potato salad in the planet. And, of course, every other person in the room says that about (laughs) their mama's potato salad. But My mother really does have an amazing potato salad. So salads are many, many wonderful things, Kevin. And, again, they make for perfect side dishes, whether you're at a picnic or a barbecue or having a fancy dinner. Or they can become, again, the main course. This is perfect for a summer brunch, a little lemonade or sweet tea. It's just wonderful.
1: Uh, and, you know, one of my uh, favorite uh, salads, uh, a cool salad, is uh, macaroni uh, and some uh, tuna fish. Um, and then maybe some English peas in there as well. And then mix that together and uh, put that in the refrigerator. That's one of the ones I used to like that eat that for uh, for lunch. You know, that thing about a potato salad, my dad used to always say that it will be better the next day. And a lot of the salads like that. Uh, When you keep them in the refrigerator overnight, it gets the the chance for the flavors to sort of blend in together. So... Uh, Especially
2: if you're doing your pasta salads or potato salads or any cold salad sort like that. Now, when I'm using something that requires green leafy vegetables, I don't want to leave it overnight. I want to make sure that those vegetables are nice and firm. You want that nice crisp bite. And you have to be careful about not putting like dressings and things on your leaves and then putting them in the refrigerator because it's only going to make them soggy. So you don't want to do that with that. But with uh, potato salad, Absolutely. With your pasta salad, no doubt you want to give it a chance to marinate and suck up all of those uh, seasonings and flavors so that you can have that really wonderful bite the next day.
1: Uh, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got a caller on the line, and we're looking for your thoughts about salads. What's your favorite kind of salad? And as again, uh, Deborah mentioned, potato salad—a big favorite in the South. So, uh, do you have a special recipe for that? Maybe some ingredients that you put in there that make it extra special. Give us a call. We've got some open phone lines, and our phone number is one eight seven seven MPB ring one 1-877- eight seven seven. That's the phone number or you can email the show food at mpbonline.org Back with more after this. Support for MPB comes from CSpire Business Solutions, helping businesses move into the future with next-generation fiber-optic internet access. More at eight five five CSpire two. CSpire Customer Inspired.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back. This is Deep South Donning on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And today we're talking about salads. So if you have a favorite salad that you'd like to share with us, maybe a a special way of preparing a potato salad or a pasta salad, give us a call and let us know. The phone number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464 or send an email to food at mpbonline.org.
2: Kevin, i got to say this. This job doesn't get any better, right? (laughs) We're on air. We're eating food. we got people calling in. I mean, it's just too much fun every Monday morning. I'm so happy right now.
1: Had a chance to taste this out. And again, you know, I think you really hit it because it's got such a a, a variety of of textures and flavors. You've got the the greens in there. uh, You've got some chicken, the the, the, uh, sausage, the fruit. Um, and I love uh, feta cheese. I mean, it's it, you. It's a strong cheese, and I don't think obviously it's you're it, you're not wishy washy about feta cheese. But I know it's one of my favorites. So it's, oh my it's gosh,
2: a, I love feta. I like that that like you said that very robust taste that you get, and um, it makes a perfect along with the strawberries. It works well with fruit, so it, it made sense that we had some of this for the salad.
1: Uh, we have got a caller on the line, so let's begin again. Uh, with uh, Kathy, who's called in this morning. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Hi there. How are y'all? Fantastic. How are you
7: today? Doing good. Doing good. It's a good morning. Yes, it is. What do you yeah. have for us, baby? Well, I wanted to come in on the salad, and especially when you mix, uh, mentioned spinach, because uh, when I was growing up, I didn't care too much for salad, so usually if I did eat a salad, it was you know getting a head of iceberg lettuce and cutting up cutting it up with some carrots and tomatoes and stuff and spreading Thousand Island all over it and stuff. But now my favorite is like spinach. I get the, uh, the spinach and I get zucchini and I get cucumbers. and most of the time I cut them up and sometimes I just get them and I'll break them up with my hands. So it's a variety of chunks in there. And I'll add, like, a little green pepper to it, and um, I'll top it with just, like, a little salt but a lot of pepper, and I'll use a, a balsamic vinaigrette, and that's one of my favorites because it's stomach-friendly. It kind of helps me with my stomach. But I wanted to ask you, uh, what is the best kind of vinaigrette that you could uh, recommend if you're trying to get something that's, you know, kind of stomach-friendly? I mean, you know, a lot of times, I don't know if I'm gluten intolerant now, but uh, with dairy, wheat, soy, and those different things, I have to watch myself because it makes my stomach float. So just wanted to get your opinion on it.
2: Well, one of the things that I would suggest is that you simply toss and uh, create your own vinaigrette. If you're worried about buying things from over-the-counter that may have a, some cream added into uh, the vinarec especially those ones that you see that have a, uh, a not elusive color, but a more creamy color, uh, th- then what you can do, again, it's just like this morning with the fruit that we use with your strawberries and your blueberries or or your pineapples or mandarin oranges, whatever you choose, simply um, to create just your own vinarec by just adding just a tiny bit of powdered sugar, not a lot, and some vinegar, red vinegar, Uh, coarse pepper, some salt, and just tossing it up and allowing those juices to marinate together and using that to use for a salad dressing is absolutely wonderful Um, because at the end of the day, what you do want to do is be able to enjoy your food without uncomfortable after effects. So why don't you just try that yourself?
7: Oh, okay. So red vinaigrette is the one you should use whenever you're doing, if you're making it yourself.
2: Not necessarily red vinegar, but I just prefer using the red vinegar uh, when I'm uh, using it uh, to, you know, add to my fruit or whatever. But you can use white vinegar if you want. It's actually, um, if you taste them, you can just take a little bit and put on the end of your tongue. You can taste that there's a difference in the taste. Uh, Right. And so for me, I just prefer using the red vinegar, but it's it's a matter of choice. Uh, and that's one of the things that's wonderful about being in the kitchen is, and especially when you're cooking at home, is designing a meal that's comfortable for you and your family around your creativity and around your taste
6: palette.
7: Okay, good. And then one more question. Okay, with green peppers, I usually cook a lot and use a lot of green peppers and then uh, a few years back I was reading uh, where they were saying a lot of people have problems with the skin on the green peppers, not the inside of the green peppers, but the skin. So it was a book that was recommending that you could, you know, take the skin of it off and just eat it. Do you know anything about that? Because I never thought that the skin of uh, green peppers or peppers could be kind of not good for you. Well, I'm not going
2: to say they're not good for you because everybody, again, is different. And so it depends on your own individual health needs and desires. Because for me, I don't have any issues eating anything. I think you can. <laughs> yeah. As, as long as it's not moving too fast, baby, and I can catch it, I can eat it. So, so you know, so it, I think it really just depends on the individual. But uh, for some people, you know, with the different allergies and different levels of tolerance, uh there can be things uh, th- that will cause more sensitivity. And so if peppers are one of those things, taking the skin off, um, you know, if that's what you need to do for yourself, then go ahead and do that. Um,
7: but have you heard of that before? Where- I have heard of that. I have oh, okay. heard of that. That's yeah. what I wanted to know. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, okay. Uh, Kathy, good to hear from you. Thanks for the call.
2: Thank you so much.
1: This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. You know, a follow-up to kind of making your own uh, salad dressing. I know i uh, mentioned... Couple times that I do the blue apron every now and then. <clears throat> blue
2: they... apron <laughs> couldn't help it, Kevin. I'm sorry. <laughs> they have
1: a very simple. Uh, you take um, lemon and you would zest the lemon and then squeeze the lemon juice and just mix that in with a little olive oil and then you toss that in with your greens and that's uh, that's very, you know it's a real simple thing, uh, but uh, fresh and and uh, and a very light uh, a dressing that you can use.
2: You know, anytime that you've got lemons and lime and a little olive oil, Kevin. You've got a salad dressing. If you've got some salt and some pepper, I mean you're in the game. It's not it's not difficult, you know. When you go to the store, salad dressings can cost you anywhere from a dollar and thirty nine cents, depending on, you know, how expensive you want to go to twelve bucks. So to be able to just you most of the time you already have some of these ingredients already in your kitchen. Uh, to just be able to use it and to keep it fresh. I don't have to look at a date on it because I know I made it today.
1: The thing I'll say is, you know, when I first started zesting, I thought, eh, you know, what can this be? Because you get these little bits of, you know, of the rind out there. But I've, I've become a big fan of that, and I think it, it really does add some intense... Uh, flavor to that. So again, you know, olive oil, the, the zest of an olive, I mean, the zest of an olive, the zest of a lemon, <laughs> a little lemon juice, and then salt and paper, uh, pepper to taste.
2: Salt and pepper?
1: Paper, paper. paper. <laughs> yeah, they'll put a little paper in there. always. Uh,
2: but any, any citrus that you have, Kevin, your uh, oranges, your limes, your lemons, make for wonderful salad dressings, so absolutely.
1: Got another good friend of the program on the line. Timothy's called in from Louisiana this morning.
5: Hey, Timothy. Good morning, y'all.
1: What you got for us?
5: Well, two things first off, the origin of salads are you know the the when the Europeans invaded uh to liberate Jerusalem during the um the um Crusades, they learned how to make salads from the arabs, mm-hmm. and the very word is Arabic in origin um and secondly, I love a tabuli salad, you know. Uh, you, know, with you are good, definitely
2: a Louisiana man. <laughs>
5: with, with some bulgar in there, you know, and always lemon and olive oil on everything. Mm-hmm. But that's all I wanted to share is that, you know, right. uh, that, the, boy, honey, uh, you know, we got to know where our food comes from and our traditions, you know. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, Timothy. And I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. And one of the things that we've been saying from the very onset of um, Deep South Dining is, you know, anytime you sit down to enjoy a meal, you invite the whole world to your table. There's so much history behind everything that we take for granted. There are so many wonderful stories, the origins of how, you know, strawberries and blueberries, pecans and lettuces, all those things are, you know, show up on our table. And we really don't think about the kindness uh, of time that allows us these wonderful stories and the history yes. and other yes. people's yes. cultures that we enjoy, which should encourage us not only to sit down and have a meal together, Timothy, but to love each other a lot more.
1: Boy, howdy. All right. <laughs>
2: Thank you. All right, y'all. Have a groovy day.
1: All right, you too. <laughs> Good to hear from you. Let's move on next. We're going to go to Woodville. Jerry has called in this morning. Good morning. Go ahead.
8: Hey, Jerry. Good morning. How can we have a discussion about salads in Mississippi without mentioning poke salad? Oh, you did I, that. <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, 75 years old and my heritage is here in uh, my my ancestry is here in Wilkinson County and of course there's lots of poke salad around. I'm afraid to eat the stuff. I don't know how to fix it. I hear tales that it's poisonous if you don't do it right. Uh, I'd just like to hear your thoughts on it, and uh, I'll hang up and listen.
1: All right, uh, Jerry, thanks for the call.
2: Well, you know, it's funny, um, Kevin. When you talk about poke salad, you're talking about a really, really old Mississippi or southern uh, type salad. Um, but I, to say that it is, um, poisonous, I, I, you know, I've never heard that before, um, because a lot of times now when you, a simple recipe, for instance, uh, you want to make sure that that meat is, is cooked. And so, um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know where that came from, Timothy, but I really appreciate it. But for, you know, um, uh, a simple recipe would be something: um, three tablespoons, maybe, of apple jelly, a little um, chopped thyme. Uh, you want three, maybe, center cuts of um, uh, pork, boneless pork. A little olive oil, some red onions, a little mustard. Some—it's a lot of stuff that goes into the salad. A little, a little vinegar, a little Caesar—I uh, mean, a cider vinegar. I mean, it's uh, some small turnips. I mean, it's just so much stuff. You can even add a little blue cheese, maybe some parsley. Uh, But that meat is going to be cooked, so I don't know where that came from, but it's nothing like a great poke salad.
1: And I'm doing a quick search here. I think uh, I've heard that that if it's not prepared properly, it can be. Uh, And I was trying to do a quick search on whether how it is, um, if it's bad for you or toxic or anything. And I think parts of the plants are, but... That's the thing about a poke salad is that it uh, let me do some more research on that during the break. We'll uh, we'll uh, continue on that. But that certainly is a a real traditional southern salad. In the meantime, we will go to Memphis as we say good morning to Julie. Hello, Julie.
6: Hey, Julie. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, I had a friend give me a potato salad recipe a long time ago. And every time I make it, People just go crazy over it. And they call it a Cuban oregano potato salad. Okay. And you just use your Yukon Gold potatoes and boil them like you normally would. And I use Hellman's mayonnaise. A lot of people prefer Kraft, but a little too sweet for me. Um, And then the key to it is you buy a bag of frozen peas. Sometimes they can be in butter sauce or a box of frozen peas in butter sauce. And you keep them frozen and Put them right into the hot potatoes after you've drained them. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, add your mayonnaise, salt and pepper, and oregano. Um, you put a good bit of oregano in, but you got to be careful because, just like you were talking earlier, you know, the next day it's 10 times better. But the oregano really gains strength right. as, uh, as the hours go by. But um, the, just the frozen peas in there just kind of just lightly cooked with those hot steamy potatoes. And it's amazing. It's, it's really good warm right when it's finished and it's fantastic the next day so I just want to mention that it's a wonderful recipe you thank you kind of so, so much it's nothing like um,
2: a wonderful uh, potato salad and what I love about potato salad is it pairs well with almost every meat that you put on the table whether you're uh-huh. using some pork or beef or even uh, particular types of fish uh, potato salads depending on the particular recipe that you use pair well with everything so kudos to a potato salad
6: all right, right. Well, thanks. Y'all have a good day then. All right. Thank you. Thanks
1: for the call, Julie. Thanks for sharing. I need to take another quick break. When we get back, Roger in Florence has got some information on poke salad. Uh, and we're looking for your calls about salad this morning because that's the topic on Deep South Donning. What's your favorite kind of salad? Maybe you have a special ingredient or way of preparing a traditional salad. Give us a call and let us know. The number is one mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 672 7464 or send us an email food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more of the program after this.
0: More than two centuries ago, the first American president took office. And next year, the 45th will take office. Follow history in the making. Right here on this station. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio.
9: You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law.
2: Hi, I'm Sherita Brent. On In Legal Terms, the focus is always you and your rights. From Miranda rights to civil rights, our legal experts will inform you of your right to do or not to do according to the law. Join us Tuesday mornings at 10 for In Legal Terms on MPV Think Radio.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back. This is Deep South Donning on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And today we are talking about salads and how to call or bring up poke salad, P-O-K-E, poke salad. Uh, Deborah and I a little bit, I'm I'm totally clueless. Deborah doesn't <laughs> doesn't know a whole lot about it either, but Roger has called in from Florence. Roger, give us some information about poke salad.
9: Oh my goodness, I have mis misled your screener. He asked if I was interested in poke salad, and I said, Yeah, and he said I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not why I called in, except, okay. except that even though I know nothing about poke salad, if I've eaten it I don't know. But uh I know that I'm sure a poke salad, and I know that uh, bananas and uh, pickles and, uh, let's see, well, almost anything you can, peanut butter, anything you can name, in my opinion, can be improved, including some flavors of ice cream, with mustard. Mustard. Hmm. So you don't need to buy the $2.89 bottle of mustard. You can buy the, the store brand. It's all mustard seed mashed up, I think. I know you know, I think the brands are all the same. But uh, some cheap brands are you know, a lot cheaper than the others. The only problem is the containers. Some of them don't work very well, the tops. Mm-hmm. But when I called in, first time I've ever called in this particular show, I'm a great fan of public radio. But uh, all this flavorful stuff y'all have been talking about just made me think of how much more flavor you get out of a sandwich, out of anything, if you put mustard on it and you don't have to. I probably can't make your own, but you can buy cheap mustard. All right. That's my comment. I'm sorry it doesn't apply to poke salad. Maybe it does.
1: <laughs> maybe, I bet your poke salad would be better with mustard on it, Roger.
2: <laughs> Roger, thank okay. you so much.
1: <laughs> he makes a good point, though. I mean, uh, to me... Uh, the, of the traditional sort of condiments for things like hamburgers and that sort of thing. I, I, I think really uh, mustard is, you know, one of the, again, healthy is a relative term, but it's, uh, you know, good. And I, I, I agree with him, uh, put, put a little mustard on a sandwich or a hamburger, or anything that really does uh, kick up the flavor.
2: It absolutely does, Kevin. And it, you know, mustard is one of those condiments that just truly have some additional benefits. Uh, you know, it's apparently good for your digestive system. Um, and so, Adding a little mustard to anything, um, for instance, a traditional potato salad, to me, I need just a tiny bit of mustard folded in to give it that over-the-top taste. And I think what you're really after is that um, uh, the boldness of just a tiny bit of salt along with um, the other flavors of of garlics and whatever else is blended into the mustard itself.
1: All right. So uh, the pokeweed plant uh, is a perennial herb that's native to North America, uh, grows from one to 10 feet tall. All parts of the plant are poisonous to cattle, horses, swine, and humans if eaten raw. And I believe that's the, what I've heard about poke salad is that you um that if you cook it well, it uh it uh, reduces the the uh the danger, the poisons, the toxins in it. So uh, if anyone, and, and it is, a, uh, from what I know, a, a very traditional Southern salad. So if there's anyone out listening uh, that knows anything more about poke salad, we'd certainly appreciate your where adding to our Felder conversation. Where is Felder Russian <laughs> when you need him, right? Felder,
2: where the heck are you?
1: <laughs> He's, he might still be overseas. I'm not sure. But yeah. So if you know anything about poke salad, give us a call. Let us know. We'd uh, be glad to hear some more about it. In the meantime, let's talk to George and Escatapa about his uh, salad. Go ahead, George. Good morning, George.
3: Uh, I'm calling in about pasta salad. Okay. I make a pasta salad. I use uh, orzo, which is a Greek pasta, but you can use any kind of pasta. But I chop up uh, purple onion, bell pepper, cucumber, tomato, mix it all in. If I'm feeling real good, I'll put shrimp in it. Mm-hmm. And I season it with salt, pepper, oregano. And for dressing, I use olive oil and balsamic vinegar if the individual
1: wants it. Now, George, isn't uh, orzo pasta the one that almost looks like tiny little grains of rice?
3: That's right.
1: Yeah. So wow. that sounds like a really good salad. That's real fresh. I love the, the red onions in there and the cucumber, and then, again, the nice light uh, uh, dressing there with the olive oil and the balsamic vinegar. So uh, thanks for calling. George, sounds like a, a good pasta salad.
2: Great visual as well, Kevin. You know, traditionally um, with pasta salads, what you notice is people will use the bigger noodles like macaroni noodles, you know, or spire noodles. But to, to have that beautiful, tiny little bite, um, is, I could just see the, the, the visual presentation. Absolutely fantastic.
1: Uh, an email here that says my mom loves poke salad. She sautés the poke salad with mm-hmm. green onions and eggs in a cast iron skillet. She says it's delicious. I've tried it, but don't care for it much.
2: Well, the, the the poke weed itself, Kevin, is probably very, very bitter to taste, um, and so. But then there are things that you can add to kind of freshen it up or lighten it up a little bit. I'm
8: sure.
1: Got some folks that want to talk about it. Let's begin in Water Valley. James has called in today. Good morning, James.
8: Uh, good morning. Hey, James. Going, hey, I was going to tell you something about my wife's vegetable salad. Okay. She just puts everything in it. Uh, in the early spring, uh, put uh, English peas, mm-hmm. uh, even raw, raw, cooked, frozen anyway, the same thing with a whole kernel of corn, canned, frozen, or cut right off the cob after it's been uh, cooked and cooled down. But you put uh, green beans and nuts, any kind of nuts, walnuts, pecans, uh, even uh, just salted peanuts, mm-hmm. and tomatoes, uh, onions, and chives, just cuts right out of the... the uh, garden in the backyard, and if uh, they're available, uh, avocados, and then uh, uh, use a shredded cheese, and uh, then put, uh, puts uh, uh, like somebody said earlier on the program, lemon juice and uh, olive oil with uh, garlic, uh, mince.
1: Oh yeah, that's nice.
8: And, uh, we we had that yesterday, uh, <laughs> but but in the early spring, I I eat poke salad every year. But but uh, you know like a like a a boiled green, uh, it, it has the consistency of, of spinach when it's cooked. I think. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I've never you know had any problem. Never gotten sick off of it. But I usually limit mine to uh, where it is not much more than knee high. I try to get the the first leaves uh, in in late April or, or May when they're uh, young and tender and just. Uh, boil them with some, some meat and make uh, it just like a uh, turnip greens or, or or mustard greens or, or spinach and, and I eat it every year and uh, I'm uh, uh, approaching my uh, my ninth decade now but, uh, <laughs> uh, but I haven't, haven't had any problems with it. So.
1: Alright.
2: Fantastic. James
1: thanks for the call that uh, that vegetable salad he was talking about sounded good and you know we've mentioned nuts a couple of times and again that's that adds a great flavor, but also that crunchiness and, and a little texture that goes well with, uh, with sometimes the, the, the greens and the, and, the, and the vegetables we're eating in a salad.
2: And that's the wonderful thing about salads, Kevin, is it really does become, you know, uh, the place where you can just put anything in there that your heart desires, you know, and adding nuts even to pasta salads. Nuts in the pasta salads are just absolutely wonderful um, to be able to do a cold salad. And then w- once you get ready to serve it, just to top it off with some some fresh nuts, it gives that wonderful bite. It gives your brain the idea that it's eating, you know, a little extra meat or whatever. It's just wonderful.
1: we got some poke salad folks on the line. We'll start uh, in Tremont with uh, Joey. Good morning, Joey.
2: Hey, Joey. Good morning. How
1: y'all doing? Fantastic.
2: Doing good. How are you doing this morning?
9: Uh, well, I, I, I'm i just so fine. I can't stand it. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. it. Now, I was raised up by a bunch of old women, mm-hmm. and they told, always told me, boil your leaves through three waters. Okay. And then eat them.
2: Now, what does it mean just, to boil your leaves through three waters? What does that mean?
9: Bring them to a boil. Uh-huh. Dump the water out, put more water in it, bring it to the boil, dump the water out. I got it. Three times. Okay. And you can take the stalks and slice them up like okra mm-hmm. and do the same thing with them, three waters. That'll get all the toxins out.
2: Because you know, three waters was starting to sound a little bit like a love song there, Joy. <laughs>
9: Well, I meant for of the beef. So, uh, once, once the stalks are boiled, you just fry them like you'd
1: fry okra. Huh. So how would you describe the, the taste of poke salad, Joey?
9: Like
1: okra. Okay. All right, well, great. Thanks for calling. in. you know, that's what I had heard, that, you know, that it, it is poisonous. But if you if you cook it well, uh, that, that re- reduce that. And certainly, you know, uh, boiling three times or boiling water three times, that would seem to each time maybe leach more of any kind of uh, toxicity or whatever out of it, uh, Kevin.
2: I'm fixing you poke salad
5: next week, honey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Timothy's called back in this morning with some information about poke salad. Timothy, go ahead.
5: Yes, we were raised to eat wild all the time, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And um, yes, my grandma said if the stems are red, you're dead. Aha. Uh-huh. So we would only eat poke salad in the spring, and I don't know how come it got called salad. Because nobody eats it just raw. You gotta go through that three, three ball that he was talking about. You uh-huh. know? And, um, yes, and if the stems have turned red, just don't eat it at all. Okay? The, the, you know, that's just a fact. All right. Um, and, you know, the reason it was so popular is it was the first thing available in the springtime. You know, it was the first green thing to come up. If you go out in the yard, there it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, after a, a winter of eating dried whatever, you were damn happy to have something <laughs>
1: green. <laughs> I got it. So, Timothy, how would you describe the, the flavor of poke salad?
5: Um, I've got it kind of like spinach to me, uh-huh. Uh huh. and I still eat it occasionally. Um, but I'm more, uh, I, I like dandelions and a real salad, you know? Right. Uh, you know, so.
2: Now, that's- Timothy, that's really funny that you mentioned dandelions, because believe it or not, yesterday for the first time I bought dandelions. And so when I go home today, I'm you going to make.
5: Mix- dandelions? Why don't you, yo oh, you probably kill your lawn. Probably- <laughs>
2: Well, well, yeah, I do. So I didn't want to go out and, you know, and pick stuff out out of the yard. But uh, I bought some dandelions. So I'm going to go and make dandelion tea because I've done some research of all the amazing benefits. of. It. So I actually ate some raw yesterday and it was quite an interesting experience. It was, you know, the the first bite, I was kind of a little shocked. But, you know, by the time I finished, I was like, OK, I could do this. So yes, not
5: a bad yes, deal. Yes, yes. Well, you know, if you pick it from the yard you can really select for the leaf. And, you know, I mean, if you're getting it out of the store, some poor fool's trying to make a living, so he's picking the whole dang thing. (laughs) You know, but, you know, know, there's tons of stuff in the yard that are fully edible, Mm -hmm. you know, tons of stuff. I mean, have you ever seen this uh, Facebook page, Eat the Weeds?, no. I have not,
2: but we I, have I a guy here named Felder Russian who will...
5: Yeah, so I listen to him, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But he's he more of a garden guy, yeah. you know? I'm more of a, if it's out there and I don't have to work to make it, by God, I'm going to eat it. You know? <laughs> if all, right. all I've got to do is cut it. My goodness, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we pass by food every day.
1: All right. So eat the weeds. We'll uh, have folks uh, check that out on Facebook. Timothy, thanks again for calling back in. So we've got an education now about poke salad. Need to take a final break of the hour. When we get back, we'll continue talking about salads, not just poke salad today. We've been talking about all kinds of salad. So if you have a favorite salad, a special <laughs> ingredient that makes your salad uh, really pop, give us a call. The number is one mpb ring You can reach us when you dial one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be back to wrap up the program after this.
7: 227 years ago, the first U.S. president took office. Next year, the 45th will. Follow history in the making right here on this station. Listen every day.
0: Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio.
7: This week, Democrats will meet in Philadelphia to nominate Hillary Clinton for president. NPR and PBS NewsHour will be there too. We're teaming up to bring you live coverage each night of the convention. I'm Rachel Martin. Join me, Judy Woodruff, and Gwen Eiffel as we take you inside the arena and to the floor of the Democratic National Convention. It's special coverage from PBS NewsHour and NPR News.
0: Tonight at 7 on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We've been talking about salads today, talking about uh, different types of salads. Uh, what's your favorite kind of salad? Or maybe you have a special ingredient that you add to a salad to make it uh, extra special. Uh, give us a call and let us know what you think about salad this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 672 7464 or you can send us an email it's food at org. <clears throat> you know again it's summertime always looking for light to uh, uh salads to eat and w- one of my favorites too is um fruit salad you know you get some uh cantaloupe and some honeydew melon some watermelon and big chunks of pineapple mix that all together oh, yeah. and that's great because you know again you could use that you could eat it for breakfast. Uh, Maybe, uh, you know, something to go along with lunch or even uh, maybe uh, your salad for dinner. But, uh, you know, fruits together make a, a great salad and not not just that combination. What are some of the other types of fruits you think work well in salads? Oh,
2: my gosh, Kevin, um, to be able to add your grapes and cherries uh, to salads, give you these wonderful uh, bites and textures that, you know, may be just a little bit unexpected. Um, even to be able to add some bananas into the salad is a wonderful way to do that. And one of the things that a quick little trick with your bananas is uh, once you slice them up, Kevin, to very quickly douse them in a little lemon or lime juice, they will stay firmer longer. They'll keep their beautiful bright colors. They won't turn brown on you. And they make really wonderful additions to um, whether you Fixing a fruit salad or even in a a leafy green salad, it just makes a wonderful bite to add in there. But any kind of fruit that you want to from your mangoes, you've already mentioned pineapples. Just, you know, get wild and crazy when you're creating a salad. It's about using your imagination and your like. This morning, I kept thinking, you know, I want to add something other than this chicken to give this salad that extra bite. And so Country Pleasing is one of my favorite sausages. I simply browned it up a little bit. I patted all the extra oil out, tossed it in. So you get this little bit of uh, spice added into the salad because, you know, I can't live without a little spice, Kevin. So even in your salad.
1: Now, one thing I thought I mentioned saw in that salad that you have not mentioned, and that is uh, green onions.
2: Green onions is the way to go. <laughs> it's green
1: acres, I think. I <laughs> know, I know, I
2: know. But yeah, green onions, I think, can go on everything, Kevin, and especially in salads because, you know, it gives it that nice fresh, and, and, and salads really is, especially when you talk about green salads, it's about fresh and clean. And so green onions is a wonderful way to do that. Red onions are also a wonderful addition to uh, your salads. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just have fun with it.
1: Uh, we've got another caller on the line. We're off to Macomb to say good morning to Danny. Hello, Danny.
5: Good morning. Good morning. Are we still talking about folks in uh-huh.
2: Absolutely.
5: <laughs> uh, I, I missed a, a short part of it, but my grandmother and mother always boiled it and poured the first water off. Right. Mm-hmm. As if it was poison, but you could put bacon in there, sausage, just like you do turnip greens. And, and uh, it, it, to me, it tastes a little bit like spinach. Okay. And uh football eggs and everything. But you do that to grass and
1: it'll taste good. That's a that's a, a good point, Danny, is that yeah, if you can dress something up with enough good stuff in it, uh, you know, uh which, I, I hate to say it, but that was sort of my uh, thought about uh, greens, is that, you know, if you put enough good stuff in there with it, it, it makes it taste better.
2: Well, absolutely. I mean, it's one of the things that we, you know, <laughs> do with our garlic greens, Kevin, you know, because you want people to be able to enjoy it, you know. And so being able to add a little something, it's add a little love to everything you do, you know. And, and, and there are some people who don't, you know, they just they want to be in the economy seat. They don't want to fly first class even when they're eating. And so if you don't want the extra stuff, it's fine, but I want all the bells and whistles, Kevin.
1: You know, it's interesting. We uh we talk about um, a couple of people have mentioned uh, um spinach. And I like uh cooked spinach and maybe a quiche or something or certainly the spinach uh dip. Uh but uh, I really do like the raw spinach and not only uh, in a salad but on a sandwich as well. It's a to me it's a, it's a good substitute for iceberg lettuce um because it's I, mean, I like iceberg lettuce, but it can, you know it can wilt pretty easily, and and it's not maybe as um, substantial as some of the other uh, uh, lettuces and, and greens that you can uh, use in a salad.
2: Arugula is another one of my favorite leaves, uh, to Kevin, along with those spinaches. It it does it holds its weight. You know if you're going to be adding some extra stuff, and it's just absolutely wonderful. There are a lot of variety of leafy lettuces um, to use. It's not just the traditional iceberg. Uh, People use that traditionally because it was it still is very inexpensive compared to some of the other leaves. But the nutritional value, uh, you know, from char all the way up, it just it just ranges from so many different things and so many colors and textures, you know, and, and it's kind of, I guess, the artsy part of being in the kitchen is I want to look down on my plate. And I just want to see just kind of a, a lot of creativity going on. So, you know, use use a variety of things.
1: Yeah. And I think, again, with the, 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 the expansion, using different greens the different things we've talked about, kale and arugula and spinach and those sorts of things. Again, it's, it, it's very visually appealing because there are different shades of green. There are different colors. Uh, colors, but they're different shapes, that sort of thing. So it really does add some appeal uh, to uh, to your salad. Absolutely. Got a couple minutes left. If you could, let's uh, Caesar salads are big. I know a friend of mine, it's one of his favorite kind of salads when we go out to eat. So uh, what, uh, what makes a Caesar salad a Caesar salad?
2: Even though you would like to go to ancient Rome, that is not <laughs> where a Caesar salad started. There was literally this restaurant in California. They were having like a rushed weekend and... Out of a moment of creativity, and that's what I say to people all the time, in those moments, you can change the world because I don't know anybody now in a restaurant that doesn't offer some version of Caesar salad. They were running out of food, they needed something to do, and the Caesar salad, Kevin, was an instant invention, so... It's a wonderful salad. It's quick. It's easy. And it even comes with its own dressing. You know, you go, I want Caesar salad dressing. And and but there are to be able to in that moment to have a restaurant that needed to be able to feed its clients to create for the owner to create this wonderful dish in such a short time. talks about the creativity that happens with chefs in the kitchen and when they're feeding large amounts of people. Uh, One of the things that I'm learning, even being at Bravo, is to watch those amazing chefs in the kitchen under pressure and coming up with creative ideas. And one of the things that they do during the week is they'll ask, you know, uh, some of the rookie chefs and cooks in the kitchen to come up with something, you know, creative. And that's that's a beautiful thing, whether you're fixing a salad or you're doing a main course is to be creative. It's it's the call of being human. It's, you know, I don't always want to stick to the menu. I want to do something different sometimes.
1: All right. Uh, that is going to wrap us up for today. Hope you enjoyed your salad with us this morning. Uh, Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced this morning by Jonas Adams, and our call screener was Jason Klein. So for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. That's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.